My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Joseph Jaffe hosts a great podcast called Joseph Jaffe is Not Famous. Joseph, tell listeners what to expect from the show where you're not famous. Joseph Jaffe is still not famous. Famous. It's the daily show for business with a little Wayne's World thrown in for good measure. Since March 2020, I've welcomed over 650 guests, including Dan Pink, Tom Peters, Carol Baskin, Patrick Fabian, Robin D'Angelo, and even the very famous Jason Falls. It's a show about hope, positivity, and optimism, or as I like to say, it's not TV, it's HPO, where you'll get eulogy virtues to balance out my very famous guests, resume virtues and where can people subscribe check out youtube.com forward slash joseph jaffe is not famous find the show at marketingpodcast.net or search for joseph jaffe is not famous wherever you get your podcasts enough name recognition for you (laughs) plenty and now that you know the name go subscribe i'm nick westergaard and this is on brand helping you tell your story My guest this week is Ginny Saraswati. The intimacy that podcasting gives its audience, you're literally talking into someone's ear and you don't get that level of intimacy or opportunity to make an impact in the other two mediums. You only really get that through podcasting, right? Ginny is the owner and founder of Ginny Media, a one-stop shop podcasting production house, providing multiple podcast services in one company. Believing that everyone is capable of big ideas, Ginny has brought podcasting to the masses with the Podcast Accelerator, helping people spread their voice regardless of their backstory. Ginny has been featured in a number of publications, including Rolling Stone Magazine, Business Insider, and Reader's Digest. She's also a contributing writer for Entrepreneur, podcast host of The Ginny Show, and an award-winning journalist. Ginny, welcome to On Brand. Thank you, Nick, for having me. That's quite a runway that you've given me there. I don't think I've ever heard being introed that way, so thank you. I kind of feel like I should get out my leather jacket now because you mentioned Rolling Stone. Well, there you go. I mean, I, I, you definitely should. I, I feel even tangentially cool because I'm interviewing someone. I, I, I might need a leather jacket. I'm interviewing someone that has Rolling Stone uh, in, in their bio, so... S- Thank so, you, Nick. Appreciate a- that. As we talk about, uh, you'll just have to all, with the world of podcasting, use the theater of the imagination and uh, imagine us both in, in our cool Rolling Stone leather jackets here. But uh, <laughs> I, I want to 
dive in and and talk about something that 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 we chatted about via email. But first, I, I want to make sure that I I cover your business because I think that your work is especially unique. Folks listening are listening to this on a podcast. People have a lot of questions about podcasting. Uh, what's Ginny Media all about? Thank you, Nick. Um, so Ginny Media is a podcast production content house. We are based out of New York or we're headquartered out of New York City, which is where I live at the moment, although my accent comes from a place very, very far away from New York. We have a team over 14 countries worldwide, and we produce podcasts for entrepreneurs, Fortune 500 companies, thought leaders, and small to medium businesses. So we pretty much do everything from you know pre-interview stuff. So before people hit record we help them plan their questions their scripts and then we also help them record and we also do everything post-production so we like to think of um, ourselves as your one-stop shop for podcast production and storytelling you know as we look at data in how important podcasting is in the overall content marketing mix it is something that comes with a lot of new technical skills to many that I think people feel like keeping it at arm's length for some of these reasons. So closing that distance definitely has has a lot of value to it, I would think, to to businesses. Absolutely. I think the thing about podcasting is, I think a hesitation definitely is the tech. That's one of the main hesitations people have in starting a podcast. It's like, gosh, what microphone do I buy? Because if you Google microphones for podcasting, <laughs> you get about 2 billion searches. And Nick, if there's anyone on this planet who has time to sift through 2 billion searches of microphones, like we need to get in touch with this person because I need to hire them and hire them now. Like I want to add them to the Genie Media team. But 2 million microphone searches is completely, Completely overwhelming, especially for someone who knows nothing about or has limited knowledge, should I say, about technology or audio. That's that's a lot of stuff to sift through. So, you know, I can completely understand why people are turned off from podcasting, which is why when I started Ginny Media, it was one of my main goals to be like, wouldn't it be cool to have a team or a group of people or someone to kind of hold my hand through the process? So Ginny Media kind of came in with for all the post-production stuff. But my other company, Podcast Accelerator, which I co-run with my lovely partner in Shine, Michelle Sorrow, we're the only done-for-you program on the planet that actually takes you from concept to launch, and we give you a produced podcast at the end of it. So it's about making podcasting doable, right, Nick? I mean, it's such an awesome industry to be in, and it's still very young, even though people think everybody and their dog has a podcast. <laughs> it's something that we want to encourage people to do because it's a great time to be in podcasting. In fact, I think there's never been a better time to start a podcast. That's I, I want to tease that out a little bit more uh, sure. because I feel like we see listenership stats and sometimes even that can be intimidating too. Well, geez, everybody's doing it. I don't know if if they need me, if they need my voice, if they need my brand. Uh, what makes you double down on saying yes, podcasting, yes now? Well, a number of reasons, Nick. So one of the hesitations, as I mentioned before, is people are like, oh, there's too many podcasts out. So there's 2 million podcasts or just over 2 million podcasts available for you to listen to if you head on over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts. However, if you look at podcasting in comparison to, say, YouTube or vlogs or like blogs in general, there's over 600 million blogs to read. If you go online now, you will find 600 million blogs available 
for you to read. There's 37 million YouTube channels. That's channels, not individual videos, mind you, and only 2 million podcasts. So if you look at the comparison, podcasting is still in its infancy stages. And the other hesitation people have, to your point, Nick, is they're like, well, why would someone find what I have to say interesting? And what do I talk about? So everybody has a unique perspective of how they see life, right, and how they want to connect with people. And the intimacy that podcasting gives its audience, you're literally talking into someone's ear and you don't get that level of intimacy or opportunity to make an impact in the other two mediums. You only really get that through podcasting, right, because you're literally in someone's ear in, in moments of their day where they're alone or they want some company. So when they're commuting, when, they, when they're working out, maybe when they're doing some housework. So they want, someone's going to be in their ear during that time. So I think any hesitations people have, really the key, um, the key element to making great conversation or having something interesting to, to talk about is one, be authentic in how you show up for that conversation. And two, this is going to sound like, you know, something very simplistic, but something a lot of us struggle to do, do is listen. Listening is one of those skills, I think, if not the skill that every podcaster needs. If you can listen well and not wait for your turn to speak, if you can actually hear someone, allow them the space to to speak and be heard, that's going to make a great podcast and a great conversation. You know, I, I feel so seen here on the podcast. You mentioned the tech and uh, Googling all the microphones, and I, I might have done something like that uh, <laughs> earlier this week. Uh, but you also make a great point on listening, because I, the other podcasting rabbit hole that I've gone down years ago, uh, when I've been podcasting since 2013, and before I started doing that, I remember, because we have to research everything here in the internet age to feel like we're we're doing it right, and I was looking at all of these how do you interview? How do you do all of this? And, you know, thinking, like so many things, that it's an additive, that it's about saying the right thing, as opposed to what you just said of stopping and listening. 100%. And I think that's where we get caught up, right? We want to make sure that we're saying the right thing. We want to make sure that whatever punchline we say, it's received as funny, as witty, but truth be told, when you actually, you know, disarm yourself of that, and when you actually stay present and listen and have a conversation, people feel like they're eavesdropping on something or they're, the, they're the, <laughs> like the fly on the wall of that conversation, right? That's what creates the intimacy, the impact and the connection with your listener. That level of listening and that level of connection with your guest and or your audience is, is what creates that environment. So I'm fascinated by the idea of of the podcast accelerator. I, I think the the tech is its own thing, is its own headache, and certainly uh, something that uh, it sounds like you're you're able to help folks out with at at Jenny Media. But on the podcast accelerator side, I'm curious. I'm gonna I'm gonna use a medical metaphor, but how do how do people present? at Podcast Accelerator? Is it, I have an idea? I don't know if I have an idea. And 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 what do you do next? Where do you take that thought from there? That's a great question, Nick. I think with the Podcast Accelerator, the best way to describe it is 
if it would only be a dream podcast if it wasn't for the podcast accelerator. You know, I, I the people who have come through the program and we've, you know, um, launched 128 podcasts into the world as a result of this program. When people come to the program, they have some idea, but we handhold them over eight weeks and break down the program into a step-by-step phase where we teach you what microphone to buy. We even have one-on-one tech calls. So if you don't know how to plug in your USB mic, and yes, we've always we've all been there in some way, <laughs> shape, or form, right, Nick? You know, we you can actually book a tech call with with the Ginny Media team, and we'll, our technicians will literally take you through how to set up your microphone, how to set up your lighting. We'll show you how to you know name your show, um, what description. We even design your cover art. Right. So we actually you guys come up with a concept. You provide us with images. We'll design your cover art. And I guess those sorts of things, I when people have hesitation starting a podcast, those are the things that are overwhelming. The technic, technical side of things. Oh, my God, I don't know how to design anything. How can I design a podcast cover art? Um, how do I talk about an episode? We actually teach you how to um actually structure your episode we actually don't believe in the term interviews we actually believe in conversations and that's what podcasting podcasts are at scale right there are a series of conversations for the most part um between um, one or more people right they're just a series of conversations so we teach our members that too like how to have a conversation we also edit your podcast for you we make your podcast music and we actually publish you on the app so all that anxiety around how do I actually get this episode out is taken away. We just need to focus on being your creative self and conceptualizing. We'll take care of everything else for you. So I think that's the way I think the podcast accelerator, and that's why it's so such a um, life-changing program. And I don't say that lightly because we do take you through from concept to launch to out in the world to a professionally produced episode. I love also that you said conversation, because I think that that is probably the most annoying exchange I have with uh, people booking guests onto the show that want my questions. And I always feel like they think that I'm being being a, a, a diva or I'm being obtuse because I say exactly what you just said. I, I don't I don't I don't have questions. I just find someone with an interesting bio and 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 we talk. We have a conversation. But uh that is not a helpful thing to send their client, I'm learning. Hundred <laughs> percent. And to your point, Nick, you know, you said this about, you know, conversations and, and not sending, you know, questions prior. I think it blocks having a conversation and it blocks the listening element, right? Because I find when you send people, you know, interviews or pre-prepared interview, uh, sorry, pre-prepared questions, they're already thinking of the answer before listening to your response. And that's what takes away the depth and the authenticity of the conversation. So I applaud you for being really uh, active, being a really active listener. On Brand, we'll be right back after this. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. 
Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Joseph Jaffe hosts a great podcast called Joseph Jaffe is Not Famous. Joseph, tell listeners what to expect from the show where you're not famous. Joseph Jaffe is still not famous. It's the daily show for business with a little Wayne's World thrown in for good measure. Since March 2020, I've welcomed over 650 guests, including Dan Pink, Tom Peters, Carol Baskin, Patrick Fabian, Robin D'Angelo, and even the very famous Jason Falls. It's a show about hope, positivity, and optimism, or as I like to say, it's not TV, it's HPO, where you'll get eulogy virtues to balance out my very famous guests, resume virtues and where can people subscribe check out youtube.com forward slash joseph jaffe is not famous find the show at marketingpodcast.net or search for joseph jaffe is not famous wherever you get your podcasts enough name recognition for you (laughs) plenty and now that you know the name go subscribe now back to the show so i'm excited to chat a little bit about something that uh, you know, I could talk about podcasting uh, the entire episode, as I've <laughs> almost uh, almost done already. But uh, I wanted to make sure, because uh, it, in email, we were chatting a little bit about, you know, the, the time of year that it is. We're going into the holidays, and that's not something we, we think of... Uh, that that we do really well. We we have this n- no time off mindset that that gets in our way and and keeps us from from recharging our batteries. How, how can we turn that on its end? So I guess what you around this time of the holidays, uh, you know, where what companies are thinking about? Okay, you know, our team's going to be on holidays, but there's also this misconception out there that no time off equates to more productivity. I think there is this hustle culture that we've been living in for so long about, you know, how we've got to work, 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 and it's the survival of the most, the people who hustle the most and who work the hardest. And I'm not debating the working hard part, um, mind you, Nick. I do believe, you know, success does take hard work. What I'm saying is there needs to be an element of uh, sustainability to that hard work because you cannot work hard for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and expect to have a healthy, balanced, refreshing lifestyle. That's not <laughs> that, That's not an accurate uh, description. So this misconception that no time off equates to more productivity, I think needs to be talked about more because we are very much in that, I guess, um, instant gratification culture, right? Because resting or taking time off, it's not sexy. I can't Instagram myself <laughs> lying on my couch. How many likes do you think I'll get? Two, maybe? If It'll be like, oh, nice couch, something, if it's like one of the great couches that were featured in Architectural Digest or something. But <laughs> otherwise, I guarantee not many people would like that. But I think the part of rest that needs to be 
Um, in the conversation more is it's the different types of rest that people need. And that needs to come from a space of awareness. And again, you know, a lot of thought leaders talk about self-awareness. And I think self-awareness really is the key to everything, especially when it comes to balance or, you know, how much you hustle or how much you need to rest. And for me, like, you know, uh, Ted did a series um, not long ago called How to Be a Better Human, and they talked about the seven types of rest. So you got to think about, you know, we're not machines. We're humans. We go through cycles. We go through emotions. Like the seasons, we also change and adapt. We will have different types of rest that we need to give ourselves over certain periods of time. But it's about slowing down. And you, you, this is the thing. You can't get to that level of awareness without slowing down. So it's about slowing down and figuring out, okay, this is the kind of rest I need to take now, and this is how I will take it. So I feel the employees that are more rested and more nourished show up in a way that's more productive and more profitable in the end. So this episode is showing up for people here the the Monday prior to to the Christmas holiday, New Year's on the horizon. there's there's still time. I, I feel like it's it's sort of like a, a Christmas carol here. There's there's still time <laughs> to change your ways, Scrooge, hustle Scrooge, <laughs> that may be uh, listening out there. That's that's a new character that we've uh, we've we've invented. So what would you tell hustle Scrooge that uh, uh, to do differently here in prep for some of that time away in in the days ahead? Absolutely. I love how you use the Scrooge analogy, Nick. It must have been a Freudian slip because I think when you are in hustle mode, it can feel like you're having a Scrooge of a day, right? It feels like every day you wake up and you do the same. You hustle, grind, repeat, sleep, same thing, right? Yeah. Over and over again. And you go through the ghosts of what could have been. So <laughs> for those of you who actually want to, like for thinking about rest and how to do that, I think it's important to get clear about what sort of rest you need most. And depending on, you know, what your work life, uh, what your work is, what kind of work that you do, um, how you work. Obviously, post-pandemic, a lot of us are working remotely and um, looking at screens a lot more than we were previously. Um, so think about what sort of rest do you need? And going back to Ted's, how, to the um, part of Ted's How to Be a Better Human series, there were seven types of rest mentioned. One was physical rest, which could be passive or active. So you, it, it could be literally like napping or just you know, reading a book or just giving your body that physical respite, really. There can be mental rest. It's another kind of rest where your brain just needs a break, especially if you're that kind of person where you're always on and working 50 miles an hour. I have a friend like that. She's always on and she's that kind of friend who's running at 4,000 miles an hour and, you know, you know that coworker who's always forgetting things because they're like too busy doing things. That's that kind of worker that needs mental rest, and I'm sure we've all all met one of them in our cubicle or our, our career at some point. And one one rest that's pretty common that people are craving is sensory rest, like from blue lights, from screens, um, that stimulus, that the auditory stimulus or that sensory stimulus. We we need some rest from that too, because that also can be overactive um, to our brains and and to our ability to kind of unwind. 
And, you know, we hear entrepreneurs and leaders talk about creative rest. Um, you know, have you heard the saying, I don't have time to work on the business because I'm always in the business? Mm. That creative rest is needed to kind of look at the business to see what's working. Again, it's putting in that reflection time and that culmination time to be like, what's working? What can we modify? What can we delegate? What what, what can we get rid of altogether? And then there's emotional rest, which is where you need that time and space to just freely express yourself, you know, not always be dodging people or trying to people please, just a break, I guess, just for yourself, some me time, if you will. And then there's spiritual rest, which people call like that soul time, that really soulful cup of tea, blanket, journaling, um, could be meditating, going on retreats. So you'll all require different levels of rest, but if you fi- you'll find that if you don't give yourself any of any of these um, types of rest, you will be very quickly running into burnout. <laughs> and are there are there other best practices to ensure that that deadlines are still getting met, that that uh, something is getting from point A to point B, even while people are are taking some of that that time? Absolutely. So this year, my company at at Ginny Media, so we produce podcasts and we schedule episodes to go out. So at the start of November, we let our active client list know, hey guys, you know, rest is a part of our professional strategy. So we're going to be taking some time off from December 20th to January 3rd. So we communicated that piece of information to our active client list and we let them know, if you do wish to have episodes published around the holiday season, these are the dates that we need those episodes sent to us by. Now, there's always going to be a few late stragglers. Um, it happens, you know, life happens and things get busy. We're very empathetic to that. But it's best to let your stakeholders know. In our case with Ginny Media, it was our clients and our podcasters. We let them know. And then they make the call of, okay, are they going to jump on board? Because we've set the boundary, we're like, if we, if this is not in by this particular date, your episode won't go out. So we kind of put accountability on them to, to make the call, whether they want to send us episodes or whether they themselves want to take a break. And what also happens is, as a ripple effect, those who have sent us the episodes on time, they also get a rest during the time that we're resting too. So it's it's starts off with communicating to your relative stakeholders and to letting them know, hey, this is the plan that we're, we have for resting. And this is what we intend to do. And the other part of it is once you make that statement, it's to stick to it. So if I say I'm taking a rest and then someone emails me on the 21st when I've said I'm not going to be in the office from the 20th, if I reply to that email, what message am I sending that person? It's clearly I'm not resting, right? So if that person keeps replying back to me and I keep getting annoyed at that person, I've crossed the the boundary that I've set, right? <laughs> and it's like this silly game where you're banging your head against the wall. It's like, this person doesn't respect my boundaries. It's like, you're also not respecting your own. So it's you've got to walk your talk in this sense as well. Rest is one of those things I felt this year too, Nick, that I've had to really, it's like this sacred jewel. I feel like Schmeagol or Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Like I'm guarding rest as like my precious. It's like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm guarding that time for me. So again, it's about, you know, communicating what's going to happen and to make sure you have a plan in place to hit those those timelines and get the product that you need out or um, the the result that you desire from your, your company or your team. And then also living up to the fact that if you are going to rest, rest. Rest is not checking emails here and there when you're supposed to be away. <laughs> 
Well, I, I love that that approach and wanted to make sure that we could uh, get that uh, out in front of folks so that they could uh, they could avoid being a a hustle Scrooge uh, here in <laughs> in the weeks ahead. Uh, that certainly makes me smile. The the story about about Ginny Media, and it has come time in the episode for me to ask you, Ginny, for a brand that has made you smile recently. Well, I don't know if this is a little cheeky, Nick. Um, this is actually not a brand. It's some. Well, it's a brand I saw in a TV show, so it's not a real brand. But I love the cheek in their tagline. So. I'm a little bit of a Disney fan because I feel that I am four years old at heart perpetually. Um, so I watched Monsters, Inc. recently <laughs> and their tagline for Monsters, Inc., the actual company that, you know, scares children for a living to gather their screams to power the entire uh, city. Um, their tagline, we scare because we care. I thought that is just brilliant. You've just flipped something horrific into like a space of compassion. So that. Monsters Inc. made me smile recently. <laughs> that uh, that you've you've touched on a favorite of mine. Big big Disney fan here, but specifically, I, I'm a big Monsters Inc. fan. I I, I yeah. don't know totally why. I think that uh, that factored into uh, my theme music here on on the show makes me feel <laughs> Monsters Inc. ish. <laughs> Jenny, where can we go to uh, for folks to learn more about who you are and what you do? Thank you, Nick. Well, you can head on over to GinnyMedia.com and you can contact me directly from there. Our emails are actually uh, managed and monitored by humans, no robots there. So you will hear a hello from a friendly Ginny Media team member or myself directly. Or you can say hello to me at my personal Instagram account, which is Instagram.com at The Ginny Show. Awesome. Well, we will link up to all of that in our show notes at onbrandpodcast.com. Jenny, thanks for being on brand with us. Thank you, Nick, for having me. This has been a blast. And if you like what you're hearing, if we've made you smile, remember you can listen free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever your favorite platform may be. Until next week, I'm Nick Westergaard, and I'll see you on the internet. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Joseph Jaffe hosts a great podcast called Joseph Jaffe is Not Famous. Joseph, tell listeners what to expect from the show where you're not famous. Joseph Jaffe is still not f-
famous. It's the daily show for business with a little Wayne's World thrown in for good measure. Since March 2020, I've welcomed over 650 guests, including Dan Pink, Tom Peters, Carol Baskin, Patrick Fabian, Robin D'Angelo, and even the very famous Jason Falls. It's a show about hope, positivity, and optimism, or as I like to say, it's not TV, it's HPO, where you'll get eulogy virtues to balance out my very famous guests, resume virtues and where can people subscribe check out youtube.com forward slash joseph jaffe is not famous find the show at marketingpodcast.net or search for joseph jaffe is not famous wherever you get your podcasts enough name recognition for you (laughs) plenty and now that you know the name go subscribe this podcast is heard along the marketing podcast network for more great marketing podcasts visit marketingpodcasts.net